Look, you've had a long day. Your boss is annoying you. Your boyfriend is accusing you of something you didn't even do. And your sibling is asking you for money. That's like an everyday thing for me. While I don't have all the answers, I do know that we have the power to change any situation we're in, in a flash, in a snap. We can turn it into a celebration and a little glass of wine is just the thing to turn your day around sometimes. But of course, you just realized you ran out of everything. Luckily for you, our friends over at DoorDash have you covered. If you're in the mood to treat yourself or just want to make sure you are always hostess with the mostess ready, DoorDash is your go-to without you having to move from your couch. And it's convenient. Do you know how heavy a handle of tequila is? How about five of them? Exactly. Plus, the alcohol selection at DoorDash is top-notch. You will find what you're looking for. Beer, wine, mixers, and even mocktails for the non-alcoholic girlies can be delivered straight to your door. So get your drinks in hand without lifting a finger with DoorDash. And use code SOFIA24 to get 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more on drinks through DoorDash. For eligible users only, terms apply, must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Hi guys, welcome to Swath. I am back and I'm here to fucking stay on one condition. You have to, have to, have to please subscribe to the show, rate it five and a half stars, leave a review, 200 word count, a positive one. Follow me on TikTok, Instagram. So if you have podcast, Twitter, comment and like on all of my fucking posts, I'm probably forgetting something. But basically, Sloots, I am back and I'm back for good. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice. Something has changed. I am just beaming. Europe did me very fucking well. Like I got eaten out, foreplay, fingering, the whole nine yards, fucked in the ass. Good. I am tan. I have put on six pounds and my ass is looking phenomenal. I have like a little bit of a pasta belly, but it balances it out. And it's exactly what I fucking needed. Except the two very noticeable battle wounds. They're noticeable because they're on my fucking face, you guys, on my nose and on my forehead to be exact. But that is a story we will get into later. Aside from that, I look like a human being again. I was looking admittedly a little gaunt in the face, a la Kate Moss, because I wasn't doing too well, which I'm assuming Kate Moss wasn't either in her prime in the fucking 90s. Isn't there a video of her doing coke on a park bench or some shit? Anyways, now, new year, new me, because it was just my fucking birthday. But before we get into that, 
<clears throat> I need to talk about something. I have been so conflicted over this and I would love to hear anyone's experience with this. So one of my really good friends who lives in LA told me that he had an opening and asked me to join him and like a small group of people to a healing ritual type thing with this highly regarded shaman to try ayahuasca this fucking upcoming weekend. We were going to go down south somewhere. I was told to wear all white. They like sent this email and it was wild. I don't know what an email for a ayahuasca medical ceremony is supposed to be, but like there was a list of things to bring that was very confusing to me. Like we will be providing a nourishing soup for everyone, but please pack your own food. Please. Oh, it said, please pack your own toothbrush and toothpaste. Like you're trying to tell me while I'm laying on my back, having an ego death, I'm going to be like, hold up. Can someone grab my toiletries, please? They're in the fucking front pocket. I don't know. So anyways, there was a months long waiting list for this thing. I wasn't expecting it to come up so soon, but someone dropped out last minute and I had toyed with this idea because my friend who invited me said it changed his life and I witnessed it change his life firsthand. He had like battled some inner demons. He was battling a long time and he did one of these ceremonies and he became a new person in the best fucking way. But the thing is, when it comes to me, myself and Irene, I have a very overactive brain. You guys have all heard about my experiences with marijuana. They have me sitting in my mom's lap asking her to take me to the nearest New York Presbyterian hospital. That's a true story. And I know, I know it's completely different than weed, right? I'm shocked that I even put my name on the list, but I had done a lot of research and thought it was something I wanted to try. But now that it's like, real as in a few days, I'm really starting to chicken out. I don't know if I can go through with it. I just think like the fact that I'm scared already makes me think I'm going to go there and be mid trip and take all my fucking clothes off and run into the Amazon like a wild thornberry. Doesn't seem like the best headspace. So probably not going to happen. I'll keep you guys updated though. Quickly before the episode, back to my birthday, 29 sleuths, the last year of my 20s. And if I hear one more person say, oh my God, you're almost 30. Yeah, I know how to do basic algebra, barely. I honestly can't wait to be fucking 30. The crow's feet, the gray hair, give it all to me. I'm ready to go. I actually look forward to being at a fucking nursing home on the beach in Florida, drinking a pina colada by the pool all day long and using a little walker with tennis balls on the bottom. That actually sounds amazing to me. Sign me the fuck up. But people who enjoy their birthday are fascinating to me. And the repost on the story and the text rolling in. And then you're like, oh, fuck. Did enough people tell me happy birthday? Better make sure next year I reach out to more people on their birthdays. 
so we don't run into this shit show again. And the bitches that are like celebrating my birthday week, my birthday month. It's absolutely insane. And I don't want to bust your bubble, but every single person has a birthday. I promise you, you don't even have to Google fact check me. Everyone does have a birthday. So I would say this has been the best birthday I've ever had. I'm not going to cry, although I did in this video. I have the best team, but more so the best listeners on planet Earth. Without my knowing, which by the way, I don't know how the fuck they got away with this and they're all getting fired, but my team compiled a video of my listeners wishing me a happy birthday. And I remember kind of just feeling like, I don't like my birthday and I didn't do anything. I was working and I was stuck in the studio and it was like 1150 and the video was sent to me and it literally made my fucking birthday. I did cry a little bit. So I just want to say thank you forever. You really have no idea how much you mean to me. And I can't wait to start doing live shows to me, every single one of you and hook up with all of you. One big orgy. Let's get in to the fucking episode. Shall we? My guest this week is my spirit animal, my idol, my lesbian crush, all in one, Raquel Natasha. She is a fucking fashion icon. Half of the things I wear, I copied directly from her Instagram slash blog. And she may look like your typical selfish backstabbing influencer, but she really is one of the most insightful, intelligent women I've had the pleasure of becoming really good friends with. I do want to say there is sensitive material in this episode. Raquel is sharing, you know, like really intimate details of her life story, which includes her relationship with Tim Bergling, otherwise known as Avicii, who made headlines when he tragically passed in 2018. So I just want everyone to have the heads up. Let's get into it, please. And no, I don't give a fuck that turtle Jeff Bezos went to space. I wish he stayed there. Bye. Raquel, how are you? I'm better now. <laughs> After were. three glasses of wine, I'm good. Okay, so we are on our third glass of wine and <laughs> we're at the Bulgari Hotel in Milan. This place is like, I don't, we don't deserve to be here. It's insane. They have a pamphlet when you walk into the room for pillows. Pillow menu. Pillow menu. It's a menu for pillows. So you get to pick the different firmness. Yes. Scents. Whatever you want. Oh my God, you guys, I got the lavender pillow and then they had these business cards with my name on them. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So it's like Sophia Franklin and like, I don't even know what the fuck it said. It like shows my location, my room. And the phone number, Every like you work at the hotel. I don't really understand what (laughs) you're supposed to do with the business cards. Hand them out on the streets of Milan. No, I don't understand either. Like whoever I meet, I'm like, you can find me here. No thanks. So we are in Milan, Italy, but Raquel, we (laughs) met for the first time a couple days ago at Lake Como in Italy. Yes. When I say (laughs) that Raquel and I took 0.30 seconds to destroy, destruct, and trash up the fucking Hotel Tremetto in Lake Como, I'm like, 
I'm embarrassed, but I'm proud at the same time. You I know? think they were like secretly loving it, like right. loving, but how afraid. We, we came in like tornadoes. <laughs> like I met you in the lobby for the first time. We finally yes. got to meet after two years over Instagram, like DMing, messaging back and forth. We go downstairs to the beach, to the restaurant, glass of wine right away. Right away. <laughs> right and away. Guys, I had been staying there. And I feel so stupid, like even talking this way, because like we're like we are old enough to know now, like shots back to back. Like we're not trying out cool. We're just trying to like state the facts. Yeah, I think we were just trying to get trash. (laughs) That's all we were doing. And mind you, this hotel is like a very high end, classy hotel that like couples go to, that families go to. There's like no... There was one that one single girl that was there, which was really random. She was beautiful. Right. But she had been there with her friend. Yeah. And everyone there was there to really like relax <laughs> and not relax in the way that we were. Like no. relax, like with their families. Yes. And just like with their partner. Yeah. Go to the spa and like chill mm-hmm. by the beach. You mean Alana, the girl mm-hmm. we were with, like we wanted to get fucked up. We did. Yeah. We just did. <laughs> So we started having shots and next thing I know, oh my God, you guys are going to like see pictures on my Instagram. No, you're like, let's go to the pool. Let's go swimming. She makes us put on our bikinis. We get in the pool. We're ordering more shots to the indoor pool there. Which I don't think people regularly are like, bring me shots to the fucking indoor pool. I'll be sitting in the water. Come find me. Come on. Let's go swimming, guys. Okay, Sophia, let's go swim. (laughs) Right. So this guy is like bringing a tray of shots and it was very spa-like. It wasn't like, let's take shots area, but that's okay. Yeah, I know. did it anyways. And we're taking pics. We were really having the best We were time. having a great time. I decide to get my hair wet. I yeah. thought that would be the funnest thing in the Let's whole world. Let's go underwater. Yes. Let's go swimming. She was exploring. Yes. I smacked my face <laughs> on the pavement of the pool, guys. And I have like this scab on my forehead <laughs> and on my nose. And it's so bad. Raquel's like looking at me like laughing hysterically. It's so fucking bad and I've had to spend the rest of the trip with like it looks like I got beat no I wait I thought to make that joke like I need to wear these huge sunglasses no but she came out of the pool and with a smile on her face and there's just blood dripping down her nose and I'm like what the fuck just happened because you went off swimming by yourself I know I know and you came back with a bloody face I know you actually were like very put together I remember because you were standing outside of the pool and I was like get in the pool and you were like I'm good yeah (laughs) well I'm like gushing blood you probably like (laughs) shut the fuck up so anyways we met in Como and now I'm in Milan because I have my flight tomorrow and Raquel you've been here for like a week or two yeah I've been here for a week and that's when we decided to get out of the city and come to Como yeah and then now we're back here for the weekend and then I fly out on Monday okay Raquel let's tell them like your little adventure in Europe because you're not really supposed to be in Milan right now I'm don't even know where I'm supposed to be. First of all, I flew from Bermuda. I was in Bermuda for a work trip um, with Revolve, the company that I work with all the time. Oh God, I've been wanting to go on those. Oh, my God. The Revolve Around the World Revolve trips. Around the World And trips, you said they're yeah. the best things in the whole world. They are the most fun trips ever. I mean, they're like a family to me at this point. Right. We've been, I've been traveling with them for years now. I've known them forever. It's 
they're really truly like not only do they have like the most amazing like cool brand and they, clothes and they stuff do. like they really are like amazing people like all of the people that wow. work for the company and like that organize these trips like they have everything down to a T and like the girls that they get together like it's all really just cool girls yeah cool really great like super fun yeah anyways those trips look amazing yes. do they look as fun as they look so on when instagram? people are like oh, are these girls doing it just for instagram is it just for so no we're actually having i can tell you straight up right now we actually have a really fucking good time we're in the best places we're surrounded by great people you know and i think it's like creating that whole lifestyle that helps market right the clothes and the brand for people and for girls like around our age and right. stuff so back to why I'm still here a month later. <laughs> <laughs> so I flew from Bermuda to Mykonos and I was supposed to be there for about eight days. And you I were there for how long? I was I ended up staying in Mykonos for three fucking weeks. <laughs> That's the cool thing about social media is that like you upload something or where you are and, and people, people reach out and you can reach out. Yeah, you can reach out and people are like, oh, my God, you're here or like. For example, the reason why I'm in Milan is because my girlfriend is like, Raquel, just broke up with my girlfriend. I really want to like be around my girlfriends. Like, where are you? What's your plan? And I was like, boom, I'll come to Milan. Right, right. But that's also the really cool thing about being single. I am so single. It hurts. (laughs) It hurts, but it feels good at the same time. Right? Because like you can have a friend reach out and be like, bitch, I'll meet you there. Yeah. Bitch, I'll go there. Yeah, let's let's do this. Let's do that. Like I have so much freedom right now. It's really amazing. I feel like I'm in a very good place. Yes. Okay, so we need to talk about. (laughs) Wait, wait, where do we even start? I don't know. We're starting with, okay, so Raquel is single, as you guys heard. Mm-hmm. And the way Raquel has been acting <laughs> is fucking, is something we should all look up to and try yeah. to emulate. Yeah, You go to Mykonos I and go you to told me the story about this guy mm-hmm. and how you started talking to him, whatever. Yeah. Tell us how it happened. My best friend from London, she's like, Raquel, like, I'm flying in. So she flew in because she knew that I didn't have like that great of a week. So she flew in. We had such a good time. Is she single? She's so single too. I'm about to like break up with (laughs) my guy. No, it sounds too fun. It It really does. I'm not going to lie. I've met her guy and I really love him. But also the single life is very good. Okay, continue. Yeah. And okay, so we went out for dinner with a big group of friends. Uh, We were just meeting up with people. There was Mm -hmm. like 15 of us at a table. I'm sitting down, we're taking shots and I'm drinking and I, I'm scanning the room pretty much. Right. You know, looking around, just kind of like, what's going on? I see this guy and he's like very much my type. Yeah. I look at my girlfriend. I was like, I want him. (laughs) She's like, okay. Like, (laughs) what do you mean? I was like, I'm not leaving this restaurant until I talk to this guy. Oh my God. (laughs) Okay. She's like, okay, well, what should we do? Like, do you want me to go up to his friend? So we get up, we go to the bathroom like two, three times and we're like walking by, like pretty much trying You're, to get their attention. Right. You're like the bend and snap yeah. from like, what is that movie? We're trying, I, I don't know. Legally Blonde. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. So hey. I'm walking by, I'm like strutting by like two, three times. I was like, this motherfucker is like not looking at all. He's like not catching the bait. Right, <laughs> right. I'm trying everything. I'm trying everything. So I was like, I know what to do. She's like, what? I was like, Get up. We're going to the bar. 
And she goes, okay. So we walk up to the bar and I go to the bartender. We order, I order us three shots of tequila, one for me, one for my girlfriend. And I was like, see that guy over there? I was like, you're going to take this shot of tequila. And he's sitting at a whole a table with like five other guys. And I was like, and you're going to bring this shot to him and tell him it's from the girl in the hat. And he's like, what? Like, okay. I was like, just send it to him. I cannot <laughs> believe you sent a shot to a dude. Have you ever done I've that I've never before? done this in my life. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's like the energy and vibe like in Mykonos at all. I like, right. I don't know what it was, but I just was feeling very confident. Savage. I was feeling savagery, like very confident <laughs> with myself. Like I, I just went for it. Like, I saw something that I wanted. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not leaving until like. I get it. Yeah, like full, full like, savage. But honestly, like a men's mentality, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think like a guy sometimes. I You wouldn't that. think by like looking at me and like seeing me online and stuff. But mm-hmm. like if you were to get to know me and stuff, I'm like. Right. Which we also understand that's like a chauvinistic way of thinking. Yeah. But like it is. It tends to be like. I don't think I've ever walked. I've walked in places and been like, oh, that guy's hot. That guy's hot. And then I sit down. And I'm like, I hope one of them hits on me. Yeah, because we're you know? so used to like, yeah, OK, we need to make the guy like approach us and stuff. And I've always been that way, too. Like, but this night, this was night like, was the, the I was just going. I, I just like I just felt something, you know, and it worked. And you it, guys, <laughs> this is this is confidence, like Slute University confidence yeah. 101. Yeah, I don't know where it came from. I'm, I'm really not sure. But it worked. And I went back to my table with my girlfriend and I sat down with our shots and I watched the bartender bring the shot over to him. And he takes it from the bartender and he's kind of he looks over his shoulder and he's like, what, me? And he looks over to me and I like cheers him from across. Oh my God, guys, this is the other part. If I would have sent a shot to a dude, you would have- I would have like turned my back and been like, I hope like he just knows it's from me because I am admittedly one of those girls. Like I'm just going to go back to my room and like think yeah. about him all night long and see if I can find him on Instagram somehow, Yeah, you know? <laughs> But I think this is such a great tip for girls. Like, I really do, honestly, because you just never know. And like the chemistry that like we ended up. OK, I'm back. back. So no, it's great. We, we end up ha- like talking and, you know, getting along. And he's like, come to this villa party. We're going to go party. So we go party all night. And mind you, Raquel, I'm, I just turn, I turn into Natasha when I'm drunk. I'm, okay, you need to tell us what the fuck that means. <laughs> Raquel will like, we'll be at dinner and she'll be like, I'm Raquel, I'm Natasha, I'm Raquel, I'm Natasha. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Okay, so basically my, all my close friends and people that know me knows yes. that I turn into Natasha. Like, so I go by Raquel Natasha mm-hmm. on social media and people know that's my name. But I turn into Natasha when I drink. Like when I get really fucked up, I turn into like, fun, very lighthearted, just like crazy, loves to have a good time. That's Natasha. You're like party girl. Party girl. Yeah. Just like always down for a good time. So we leave the restaurant after I pick him up with my tequila shot. (laughs) And I go to this villa party with him. We're dancing. We have a good time. And I see this other guy that I had met just a couple days before that. And I think I was just so fucked up and drunk that I ended up like gravitating towards the guy that I had like met and talked to and like felt safe with yeah and right. felt safe and yeah. I just kind of like stuck to him and I, I kid you not we were at the party and the football player like 
had a bottle of tequila in his hand and then this other one. And like, my girlfriend's like, what? I'm like surrounded. They, they were like, I was here and one was on my right and one was on my left. And I didn't know what, to, I was like juggling both. Like piranhas. Like piranhas. Like, what do I do? It was just like dudes everywhere. And I was just like, didn't know what to do with myself. Right. So my girlfriend who was with me at the restaurant was talking to this guy's friend. So we ended up leaving the party with all of them, like a group of them. Okay. I get I just can't imagine being like a woman and just having like two men that I both kind of like set up yeah. in a different way. Like ready. And it was they were and this the football player was like watching me with this other guy, but it was making him want me even more. I it bet. was it was crazy. Oh my God. Guys, that's the real tip. Cause send like, a shot to one, yeah. but also make another one convince you're about to fuck him. Like, yeah. that's what you do. And it's so crazy. It. It's like this reverse side because us as women are so used to like chasing after the guys and the right. guys like pushing us away. But I've never really experienced this where like juggling two guys. Juggling two guys. Like, and they both were aware of like what was going on. Right. You know what I mean? They were both like gravitating towards my attention. Right. So I get a text from him when I'm leaving the party with this group of friends. And he says, oh, wow. So you chose another one? (gasps) No! Stop. Yeah. And I'm like, this is dinner, babe. Your dessert. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, wait. This is dinner. Your dessert, babe. And he goes, okay, wait for it. So you went home with one. I went home with one, but I didn't sleep with that one. Okay, that's one. fine. Well, I left Regardless. the party. Yeah. But the other one DMs you and is like, you left with someone else and you say, this is dinner, dinner your, your dessert, dessert, babe. <laughs> Who? Natasha. That was Natasha. Natasha. That's what my girlfriend is like. Natasha is just like full fucking savage. And he fucking loved that. And he said, said okay, wait for it. Bad girl. Don't complain about my two phones. Because he had two phones. Mm, you guys, you guys, let's there's another thing. So Raquel slash Natasha, like amazing girl, she has two phones. Yeah. And when I met her in Como, I was like, wait, I need to understand why the fuck are there two phones? You had like a whole reasoning. Yeah, I had a whole reason because my my main phone. <laughs> you sound like every dude that has two phones right I now. I know I sound like a I sound like a football player right yeah. now. Right. No, um, my main phone smashed. The camera smashed at the front. It was right. smashed for like a month. So my girlfriend who flew in, she had an extra cell phone and she knows that I need the front camera for work. Right. Like for story and yes. whatever, you know? So but she brought- I would, I would love to know, Raquel, like how do dudes feel like when they take you to dinner and you like lay out like <laughs> two phones? Okay. Like, do they like comment on it? I feel I'm about to do it because I have a dinner tonight. Okay. <laughs> So I'm going to let you know. I haven't gone to a dinner yet. Okay, you have. She will text me and tell me and I'll like report back. Yeah. I don't know. And also I'm kind of in this place with my life that I'm having fun. Yeah. And I'm having a good time. Right. And that's also very attractive is when you're focused on yourself. I'm telling you, I... Ooh, I was about to say, like, I landed my boyfriend. I didn't yeah. land him. Like, he's lucky to, like, be dating me. He's, like, a great guy, whatever. But when I went on, like, our first few dates, I was in that mentality. 100%. I was like, I don't want a boyfriend. I want to have fun. I want to be wild. I want to be crazy. I don't need a dude. Like, I'm fulfilled and, like, feel so full just being me. Yeah, of course. And, and it's very attractive. 
very it's and and they can almost like smell it and they can't sense it they're like i don't know men are like like very animalistic yes they are reptilian brain and they love to hunt they do they love to hunt and they love to try to like hunt what they feel like they can't have they they do and what doesn't come easy to them so what's going on with these two guys now you're just kind of the the one is never nothing ever happened but obviously i ended up having like an amazing two day, and and what's really crazy, and what I think girls should have like the confidence of doing that more is because you just never know who you're gonna meet and right. like what's gonna happen. Because I actually had the most amazing time with this guy and felt like I had known him forever. He yes. was like my Mykonos boyfriend, the one you sent the shot, the one to. that I sent the shot to. Yes. I felt like I knew him forever. We like went to beach club, went swimming, had amazing lunches, like got drunk, like hooked up. Like, right. It was amazing. And the hookup was like amazing. It was the best ever. It was, she told me such good sex. Like, <laughs> it was so good. I'm like living, like not that I had bad sex, but like yeah. I'm living vicariously. Through, it was like, just like, it was like, and you know, we left this beach club on quads and like, it was like a little movie and it was like right. such a high and don't you think vacation sex is like way is like the best? Like it has to be with anything? the right. Per- it has to be with a good person. Like you guys have to have chemistry. True. Right. But as someone who's like in a relationship, like our sex at home has like, I have to be honest to everyone listening. Like, is it getting good? Stale? It's not getting stale, but it's like I am like so stressed and like so in my head that I'm like, hmm. We'll see when it happens. Aww, like, go masturbate. Yeah. Like, we'll see. Oh. <laughs> but, like, on, but on vacay, yeah. we have been doing it almost every day. And I've oh, been amazing. But on top of that, I've been coming almost every time, which usually it's like I come every one in, I don't know, two or three. Okay. You know? So you think it's like the vacation sex is just kind yeah, of because I, I mean, know I have time. I can be like, no, you're going to be down there for a while or you're yeah, going to yeah. me for a while yeah. or rubbing me for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, what's also really crazy is that, like, I just met this person. Right. Okay. So that's a different. Yeah. Like, and it just felt like there was just, like, so much chemistry and, like, how could I, like, get off this many times or, like, Right. Have this, Wait, like, I can't have an orgasm on a first time hookup. No, you could. I mean, no, not all the time. This situation time you could. like stood out like very well. And we just wow. had amazing chemistry. We were just having such a good time. Right. But yeah, I think it just has to do with like traveling Europe and it's summertime and you're eating amazing food and, you know, drinking good wine. And that's probably why you guys are like having really good. You're in the yes. most beautiful places. too. I, you know what? I think it's that we're like removed from reality. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. think that's what it is. But yeah. I also like I can't believe you sent this shot to this dude and he has become like the best hookup ever. It's like, yeah, ladies listening, like confidence is fucking everything confidence is how the most sexy times, thing ever how many times has like an ugly like loser <laughs> dude broken your heart yeah it's happened to me and you're like his- really did i get distraught over yes. this guy that i wasn't even attracted to in the first fucking place thank you it's yeah. because of confidence and it works both ways 100 percent. and i think it's very rare mm-hmm. like i said he's never had that happen yeah to him ever and it's it's exciting. It's new. It's fresh. And 
I always think it's great when you do something different, and I say go for it. Excited about this one, guys. I'm getting in my grown woman bag. I'm entering my wifey era at full speed and no one can stop me because I've been investing in myself and in my kitchen. I used to buy the absolute cheapest cookware I could possibly find and mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, not the move. The move is high quality thoughtfully designed, non-toxic, and incredibly cute cookware from, drumroll please, Great Jones. You are welcome. Great Jones cookware is so stunning. You will actually want to cook. It's like getting a new super cute slash hot workout set. You'll be at the gym later that day. No question. My Dutch baby from Great Jones, aka the cutest baby pink Dutch oven in the color taffy, I keep that shit on display. That is when I'm not using it. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to nonstick pans, Great Jones has it all. I got my first skillet, you guys. Like, fuck an engagement ring. I can't wait to actually make all the recipes I have saved but never touched because I was ill-equipped. But now, I'll let y'all know when Sleutsgiving dinner is because I am prepared. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old, rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SOFIA. That's greatjones.com, promo code SOFIA. Can you feel it, Sleuths? The days are getting warmer and spring has officially sprung, which means spring break is here. Which, for the older folk, that basically means people are going outside, they're staying outside, and they are staying out way longer. But the thing is, who wants to deal with those post-party struggles? I know I don't. I mean, I quite literally and physically can't at this stage of my life. And that's where my spring break essential comes in which is Taste Salute. Say goodbye to the Sunday Scaries with Taste Salute's hydrating drink mixes. Listen, I started my spring break a little bit early last weekend when my best friend Allie came to town and we had a night or two on the town and how I felt, honestly, come Monday morning was better than any spring break party you can imagine. And that is a rare occurrence for me and has only started happening since I've started drinking Taste Salute religiously. Because unlike those big name brands we all know, Salute knocks it out of the park with their one-of-a-kind flavors. I'm drinking one right now. 
And no, it's not because I plan on drinking any kind of alcohol, but just because I'm trying to get hydrated and energized, I'm obviously drinking the horchata flavor, but you get to enjoy flavors like cucumber lime, hibiscus, and they even have mocktails now. Say hello to Paloma and Strawberry Margarita. Filled with electrolytes and vitamins that support hydration and boost immunity with less sugar. I'm talking only one gram of sugar per stick. This is exactly what you need to get your Sunday fun day going, regardless of what the rest of the day entails. And here's the best part. They're sharing the love with all of my listeners. Enjoy 10% off your first purchase with the code SOFIA10 at checkout. That's S-O-F-I-A and the number 10 at Taysalud.com. Cheers to health this spring break season with Taysalud. Have you ever noticed how celebrities have brighter, wider looking eyes? Their makeup artists have a little secret in their kit. Lumify Redness Reliever Eye Drops. Lumify dramatically reduces redness in just one minute. It literally happens right before your eyes to help them look brighter, whiter, and more awake for up to eight hours. No wonder it's so loved by influencers, celebrities, and makeup artists and has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Amazon. Lumify is also the number one eye doctor recommended redness reliever eye drop and it's FDA approved. No bleach, no dyes. Plus, it's made by the eye care experts at Bausch & Lomb, so whether you're on set, on a date, or running on just a few hours of sleep, you can have eyes that look brighter and whiter with Lumify eye drops. When you try it, you'll see that it's what your eyes have been looking for. Check out LumifyEyes.com to learn more. So you're single now. Yeah. When is the last time you had a boyfriend? Three years ago. Three years ago. I've been single for three years. Yeah. That's so good though. I know. I know. It's kind of, it's so great, but I feel like the I'm like, okay, three years. I'm like, maybe I'm like too comfortable. No. <laughs> and I'm really so happy mm. with being so independent that, but also I'm like, it's really going to take somebody truly amazing special and special to like and you allow yourself so much time to figure out who you are and what you want and what you don't want yeah you know yes I think that is so important that Mm -hmm. you have been single for that long the longest time I have been single has been one year Oh, that's it. Yeah. And it like that's a long time. But still, if you were in a relationship before, it's still not that long. Also, in the relationship before that, I was cheating. We were like open, but wouldn't say we were open. Like whatever. But there's something I just think that's so like significant if you are living single as a woman, you know, because a lot of women can't do it. Probably me. Like, I'm probably a perfect example. Well, you never know because I I was there before until mm-hmm. I actually went on in life and you can do it. Yes. I wouldn't say that you can. 
can't, you know, I think that you absolutely can. I was, you know, in a a very, not super serious, but casual, like, nah, I don't know how to be in explaining relationship with a guy for like eight months. But Mm. I would say my most serious relationship before that was with Tim. Uh, We were together for two years, lived together and... Tim is Avicii. Yeah. So you guys were together for how long? From 2013 to 2015. Okay. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, Tim passed away in 2018, three years ago now. Oh, wow. Crazy. I know time's flying. How was that? Like being in love with someone who passed away? So we broke up in 2000, at the end of 2014, beginning of 2015. And I don't think I really ever truly got over him. I was Mm. still always in love with him. I still have so much love for him. But from the moment, like, we broke up to the time he passed away, I was still very much in love with him. He was, I can truly and honestly say he was the love of my life. Right. I felt like I found my soulmate. Mm-hmm. Um, but as maybe many people know, he had his own personal battles and his own issues and personal demons that he dealt and addictions that he dealt with. And right. that's kind of what broke us up initially. Right. And so, okay. You guys dated for two years, two years and then broke up, but yeah. you still like, were not over him. No, it was like an instant connection. As soon as we met, we yeah. like. Walk us through like the beginning. Like, how'd you guys meet? It was it was crazy. I was in Vegas and he used to DJ at Excess, if anybody has ever been. Excess, Las Vegas. Yeah. That's where Fabby works, by the way, you guys. Oh, no way. You know, they know Fabby. Okay, so yeah. Know. Yes. So she was a bottle service girl. Yes. Okay, yeah. So I was there in April of 2013. And I was back behind the stage of the DJ booth and my best, one of my best guy friends does all the talent relations there. And I remember being behind the DJ booth and David Ghetto was playing and he was behind there as well, but like from across. And it was one of those. Avicii was. Uh, uh, yeah. Tim. Tim. I, I know. I know people say like Avicii, but I'm going to go with him by no, Tim. We'll yeah, we'll go by Tim. Yes. Um. It was one of those moments that I've never experienced in my entire life where I made eye contact with somebody and the whole room disappeared. Wow. You know? It, it like was like melted away. Yeah. It was like as soon as I made eye contact with him, the whole room blurred. It was like I felt like I knew him for a really long time. Right. And we just instantly connected. And he had asked my very good friend, Jared, like, who is this girl? I want to meet her. So Jared introduced us. And we instantaneous instantaneously. And he actually had a girlfriend at the time Mm. and he asked Jared about me and he introduced us and we became friends and we were friends for a month and we met up in L.A. and we'd, you know, have dinner and go meet up together. And we would sit for hours and talk. And he actually eventually told his girlfriend, like, I met somebody who's really amazing and mm-hmm. he pursued, he broke up with his girlfriend. He was very honest. Right. Which, I think they were on the road to breaking up. Breaking up. Which, by the way, when I met my now boyfriend, uh-huh. I was in a relationship. Oh, no way. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes it happens that Sometimes way. Sometimes it happens that way. And I'm not going to 
be there to break up a relationship or anything like that. And I told him he needed to sort his things out. And he did. And he took initiative and he was honest with her and broke up with her and said, you know, I want to be with you. And he was just right away, like in a relationship with me. We like took it to the next level after he broke up with his girlfriend. And within like two or three months, I was touring the world with him pretty much. Wow. And this is when he was like, Huge. Stardom, like biggest DJ ever. Yeah, like Wake Me Up. What was, oh, Wake Me Up was the song. Yeah, when Wake Me Up became like mainstream and it was on the radio and his whole career went from like him being a DJ at like all these clubs and stuff to him being pretty much like a mainstream star, you know? An artist. An artist, yeah, where his songs were playing on the radio and what was that? He was like? being nominated for awards. And yeah, it was just, it, it happened so fast. Right. And right as we started dating, pretty much. And what was that like dating someone so famous and so big? Like, for some reason, I feel like my fragile little ego, <laughs> like I wouldn't be able to handle it. Kind of. I, d- I don't know. It, I think it's weird because it all happened so fast that I didn't really have time to like, think and sit as to like what was going on I was just going with the flow and I was just traveling with him like constantly I next thing you know we were like touring Europe touring all over the states and you know doing press and it it just happened so I can't explain so quickly that was was your like not that you have tendencies that are jealous but like were you more jealous just like knowing he was such a big name? No, because he never made me feel mm. insecure and he never made me feel uncomfortable. Tim, I always said, I always felt like he had tunnel vision for me. That he wouldn't wow. look left. He wouldn't look right. I never had to worry. He always wanted me with him and by his side. So I always felt secure and safe with him. So I never really felt that like insecurity or jealousy or really like oh my god I'm dating this person that's right I knew him as Tim and that's such that is a key for anyone listening you're dating a dude that's famous if he's not famous like doesn't matter the guy that has tunnel vision for you Mm -hmm. makes you feel so secure and so you he will make sure that you trust him 100% and I just yeah I never really felt that at all with him I, I can only honestly truly say I never felt that with him. And I I knew him as Tim and our relationship was so real and so pure and so raw. And then there was this whole other side of Avicii and right. the person he was on stage and like what everyone else saw him as. But I knew him as this like real raw person and our relationship was so pure and so real Mm -hmm. and so I also felt like he kind of had like that battle right like a double life 100% because when I said like oh I'm dating Tim he's a DJ Tim Bergling they're like who (laughs) right you know and that in itself it was like him trying to figure out am I a Vici or am I who's Tim you know what I mean wow yes like a double life that he didn't didn't sign up for but absolutely not that's part of his DJ like career and like the acceleration and it's like I understand from doing a podcast which sounds so stupid but he's on stage to millions of people as a certain person it's hard to like 
go back and forth between this is me, Tim, with like my yeah. girlfriend, family, and this is me. Abuchi. Yeah, and it was like, I want to, you know, live this life with you and like buy a house and get a dog. But then there's this other life. It was almost like his ta- his talent and him being like a natural genius right. was almost a blessing but a curse at the same time. 100%. You yes. know, it's, yes. it's not like he ever tried to be a famous DJ or, you know, be like this like star. He just was so gifted and he was so talented at making music. And, you know, his manager at the time discovered him. And in order for him to, you know, showcase his music, he had to be DJing. He had to be traveling around. But he was like this introverted, fragile, amazing, soft, pure person. Wow. You know? Yes, absolutely. I think people assume people that are celebrities, you know, are very like outward spoken and like huge personalities and blah, blah. blah. And like, they're not necessarily, they're like introverts and insecure and like have worries just like anyone else. A lot of our relationship, he wanted to stay at home and play video games. And I just want to make music. And I remember going to the American Music Awards. We were at home in our apartment and it was like, uh, what was it? Best EDM artist of the year. It was like him, Calvin Harris, a couple other DJs, can't remember. And he got, he was so nervous to go to this mm-hmm, award mm-hmm. show. And and he's like, well, what if I win? Like, what do I go? He hate, he had such bad stage fright. He's like, right. what do I go up and say? Like, what do I do? I, and I remember him saying, like, I need, like, an Adderall. I need, like, a, or, like, some, a Klonopin. Some drug or, yeah. like, something. Yeah, and I was like, you don't need anything. I was like, you're not even going to win. I had to, like, tell him that <laughs> even though I knew he was going to win for Wake right. Me Up. You're like, you're not going to win. I was like, you're like, not going to win. Don't worry. Like, I had to talk him out of it. And we, I remember being at the American Music Awards in, I think it was at the end of 2013. And he, you know, they announced his name and he won and he went up on stage and he was just like so like shy and timid and awkward. And he finally got off stage and his like music manager, somebody had come up to me. Tim wants to leave. It's like, okay. So he grabbed me and he's like, let's go. And we went to our favorite restaurant in L.A. Like he didn't want any part. Right. He didn't want the. He didn't want the the fame. He didn't want the life. No. He didn't want any of that. And I understand that. And it was a constant battle for him. Always. He was sober pretty much our entire relationship. Didn't drink alcohol. Very rarely. Really? Yeah. So when did it like take a turn? Well, he got pancreatitis when he was 23, which was two months before I met him. And how do you get that from drinking alcohol? I think it was from drinking alcohol way too much. He was touring 325 shows he did in 2012. In one year. In one year. And I had met him short. So he had 40 days off. Pretty much. So I I can only imagine he was traveling and he was drinking a ton. And, you know, that DJ lifestyle and touring and partying. And And I just want to say, like, managers and agents that allow the talent to, like, perform that fucking much. How much was it? 300? 300, I think it was like 325 shows in one year. There's 365 days in a year. You know, that's, that's like he's he's not a robot. He's a no, human being. You're going to, you know, burn out and like there's shit that's going to happen. So, OK, so when you were dating him, he was great. 
Yeah, when I started, when I met him, he was completely sober. He hadn't been drinking any alcohol because of his health. And at the time, I think because of his pancreatitis, they had him on pain pills. Mm. And I think, you know, sometimes with that, like, addictive personality or like that caliber of like genius. Yes. Can easily fall into addictions pretty easily and get addicted to things very easily. And I, you know, from then it was like they had him on medication and he had a hard time with that. And then it was like him trying to get off. And that was like a constant battle through our entire relationship. And there was a couple of times that he did get off and he didn't want to be on medication, but some people get physically dependent on it and right. mentally dependent right. on, you know, whether it's pain pills or anti-anxiety or sleeping pills and stuff like right. that. That's why I'm like very so again, it's like a big problem and an epidemic now, you know, especially in people around our age, you know? Right. Um, Adderall. Adderall. Um, Xanax. Like all of it. All of it. Is insane. It's insane. Yeah. So you guys eventually broke up. And yes, it became after summer 2014 was when the the pain pills and the addiction to to medication was ruining him, not only him, mm. which was the biggest part, but ruining every close relationship in his life. Right. You know, I don't want to make it about me and I'm not, but mm. like I grew up around people that had addiction issues mm-hmm. like I have never had a boyfriend that's had that. Like, what is that like? I mean, it's really hard. I I didn't know. I never dated anybody. You don't really know how to handle this. You're not handed a book or a pamphlet like in school to be like, this is how you handle somebody who has addiction issues. You know, it's like, oh, it's a whole thing. And I don't have an addictive personality, so I can party. I can drink and I can have fun. I could dabble into things here and there, but I got to know the type of personality that he was that I knew that like he could not even handle anything at all, mm, you know? Okay. So I never like. And partied. how do you know he couldn't handle like he was just because he couldn't even it. handle the pain pills. OK. And when you say he couldn't handle like, like he became so addicted to the pills. OK, got it. That he needed it to perform, wake up, wake up performance to function. Right. Pretty much, you right. know. And if anybody out there that has had a parent or a significant other with addiction issues, like you don't know how to handle somebody like that. And you don't know to what extent they can like really go. You know what I mean? I I think it's over time you start to realize like how bad it is in the beginning. Yeah. And they hide it from you. And they hide it. And they hide it. Addiction is comes with like a very secretive. Yes. Because they start to hide it from the people that love them the most. Yeah. That are close to yes. them, whether it's a partner or parents, because they're ashamed. Yes. And yes. that is the biggest thing with addiction is like having this secret life. It mm-hmm. almost felt, feels like they're cheating on you. Right. With their addiction, whether right. they have like a sex addiction, drug addiction, alcohol, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it becomes like a very shameful thing. And they tend to push away the people that they love the most. Right. And you lying to another adult about what you're doing, it's easy to get away with, right? 100%. It's like, oh, you're 20, whatever. Like, you can go in your hotel room and do whatever you want. And I think they tend to surround themselves with people who enable enable 
Yes. Enable their addictions and feed their addictions. And especially in entertainment. Oh, yeah. Because people want them to be. I mean, he had a lot of people around him that were a bunch of yes men and a lot of people around him that. Yeah. He was putting food on all of their tables. Right. They were all making money off of him. So they couldn't. They wanted to do whatever he asked them to do. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, it's so typical and it's so common in these situations. And it's it's still so common. In every situation, whether it's with a regular person or somebody who's in the spotlight, Mm -hmm. it's all the same fucking story. True. You know? Wow, that was deep. It's all the same fucking story. And when I was in it, I was like, this is like, borderline heading towards a very sad Hollywood story. So you knew. I I knew. You kind of knew. I had the intuition and I knew it wasn't heading to a good place. You know, I reached out to his family. I reached out to... After you guys broke up. As we were breaking up, Tim needs help. He Mm. needs to go to intervention. He needs to go to a rehab clinic. And then, you know, obviously Tim was making a lot of money at the time. He was worth a lot of money. He was getting paid... X amount for shows, half a million dollars a show here. I mean, if they take the talent away and he can't perform, then nobody's making money. And -hmm. it just became like a very disgusting life. And like that part of the entertainment world that a lot of people like don't see. I was just like this. I can't be a part of this. I can't. Right. As much as I loved him, I just. You you loved him. I loved him so much to the point where like I had to walk away. Because I didn't want to be a part of him destroying himself. And at the same time, he was destroying me, you know? Right. Destroying you. Mm-hmm. I mean, being the, and you didn't ask for this, the caretaker of yeah. someone. Mm-hmm. And hoping and trying everything you can. But when someone to has help. an addiction, you can't. You, you can't. can't be no matter caretaker. who it is. Like, no. They have to want and yes. help themselves. 100%. You know? And I... I came to that point where I was like, I will be here for you and I will stand by whatever you need to do in order for you to get through this. And he just pushed me and pushed me and pushed me away. Right. From that moment, I think he completely shut down to me and I didn't handle the breakup very well. I was distraught. Mm -hmm. Didn't get out of bed for like weeks. Deep depression. Deep depression. Mm-hmm. My mom had to. I had to fly home to Toronto. I couldn't eat. I was down. She to, had to like baby bird. Feed yeah, you. she. Had, yes. She. I was in a really deep, dark place. I felt like I lost a part of. It was like the worst breakup I've ever felt in my life, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate. Breakups are so fucking hard. It's insane. I, lo- I love that you're saying this right now because breakups are the worst thing in the whole world. Oh my and- god sometimes a lot of the times like you lose a, an a part of yourself you really yeah. do yeah you really do and I think it's even harder when that person is like still around and now with social media like it takes it to a tenfold because you're seeing that person living their life or out partying or you see them with other girls or you see things that so you can't really get away so you can't get away that like I don't think a human being or like people that have like from the past or like our parents have ever really dealt with if they've like broke up with somebody. It, it takes it to a whole nother level.
Apartments.com believes having a gym in your building does way more than just get you in shape. It turns your entire life around and is a great place to scope out the hot guy that lives in your building. And by guy, I mean guys. Having a gym in your building makes it 10 times more likely that you actually end up, show up, and work out. I mean, it's five floors down or whatever it is. And you'll be saving money on a gym membership that you'll go to probably half as much. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live is easy. Apartments.com hosts more rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. Or a treadmill, for that matter. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. 50 high school senior girls descend on Mobile, Alabama every summer to compete for a massive cash prize. It isn't Survivor. It's one of America's most lucrative scholarship competitions for teen girls. It's been around for seven decades. Now you'll hear what took place behind the scenes. From Pineapple Street Studios and Wondery comes the competition. Host Shima Oliai was Nevada's contestant 20 years ago. Now she is returning as a judge to find out what two weeks with 50 of the country's most ambitious teens can tell us about girlhood in America. What happens when the competitors are thrown into the deep end with the best and the brightest? And how does surviving the competition prepare them for everything that comes after? Follow the competition on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of the competition early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. So you broke up with him and you would still see him on social media. And yeah. Everything. And he had billboards in LA with his face. <laughs> oh, yeah. and like, it wasn't even just, uh, it wasn't even just Instagram. It was yeah. like billboards. Billboards and his songs were on the radio. It was, oh, it was God. really hard. And anybody who has dated somebody of like status mm-hmm. or in the spotlight can completely relate. It's not easy. It's no. like, it's very, very but hard. But you also got back together. Well, we kind of had a moment like a year, like about a year late, later. And we had always kind of like talked, not talked, talked. And we ran into each other in Vegas. And Tim and I had that relationship. It was just like. If we saw each other, we right, were like magnets. Game over. We saw like, each other and it was like we had to be together. And so we had a moment where we were like back together. And I got pregnant. Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting pregnant in 2016. Yeah. And, you know, I think with his constant battles, I think maybe he was searching for something that he felt like would give him a purpose in life. Right. Even though he had the biggest purpose. But you getting pregnant was his purpose in life. And it's like, yeah. When do you find the purpose? Right. I don't know. I don't need like some people just keep searching right. and searching and they don't know. They feel so lost, whether they're trying to constantly find happiness. And so- he is the only person who can really, truly know. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I was very close with him. Um, 
So I got pregnant and I ended up having a miscarriage at almost seven weeks. Initially, obviously, it was like shocking to find out that I was pregnant. But I was like, if I were to be pregnant with somebody, it would be with him because he was the love of my life. He was the most serious relationship that I ever had. And we talked about it. We were excited about it. And you know what? We were going to go for it. And I wasn't going to have an abortion. And I was like, if this is what life is throwing at me and this is what's meant to happen, maybe I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to embrace it. And maybe this is going to finally save him. Yes. And whatever he was going through. That can sound to some people like uh, escape or whatever. But I don't believe that. I've heard, you know, from people close to me and my family that getting pregnant or having a child to take care of whips them into shape. Yeah. One hundred addiction. And so I don't blame you. And and 100 percent like he's I remember him saying that to me, you know, when we were together, like I've always wanted to be a young dad because his dad had him at like 40 something years old. So he's like, I always wanted to I always want to be a young dad because I don't know if you know Swedish House Mafia. One of those guys had kids at like 26 to 28. Okay, And he's they obviously live a very extensive life and travel the world. Right. So they probably are like wanting the next step pretty soon more than any other guy. Right. And I ended up having a miscarriage. And it's so crazy because so many women, it's so common. It's so It's so fucking common. common. Yeah. And so many people don't, so many women don't talk about it. And how fucking traumatic it is because you get excited. You're planning to have something and then it almost gets stripped away from you. It's very traumatic. It's very like, it was almost like having a really bad period. And I, because as a woman, you're so intuitive and you know your body. And Mm -hmm. I almost knew what was happening and what, because I had started bleeding, but I didn't want to believe it. And it was very traumatic because you pass it. You know, you, right. it's not like a full grown child, but you, you pass, you pass it and you see it and yeah, it's, it almost gets stripped away from you without your control. Oh my gosh. And this probably sounds disgusting, but it's almost like a really bad blood clot. Yeah. Real. Much. I don't think that sounds disgusting. Yeah. I think it's real. Yeah. It's very real. This is women talking real about yeah. a miscarriage, which yeah, is great. Yeah, it is. And it depends, obviously, how far you long, uh, long you are. And I know I have friends who have passed babies at a, a further date than myself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I went to the, my gynecologist and obviously you need to go see a gyno after you have a miscarriage and they go do a scan and an ultrasound and everything to see if everything's okay. Right. She's like, Raquel, I had a baby, then I had a miscarriage, then I had a baby, then I had a miscarriage. She's like, this is so common. It's more common than not. And I feel like women and we should talk about it a little bit more Mm -hmm. and be a little bit more open about it. Because when you think that it happens to you, you're like, why me? Why is this happening to me? Something's wrong with me. I did something. It's my lifestyle. It's my body. And I feel so comfortable talking about it now. Good. It's like if it's almost like a therapy to me because it's it's real life. And there was a point where he'd still been battling his own demons and his own addictions. And I came to a point when this happened, he kind of turned on me again. And this was when I knew that he still wasn't better because he couldn't. I know he couldn't be the person that he wanted to be for me. 
Right. And I know that was upsetting for him as well. And I'm right. sure he was suffering in his own way from this situation and everything else. And he didn't handle it in the way that I think he wanted to or whatever. And this was 2017. I had met this guy from back home in Toronto and we had dated for like eight months. And while we were dating, Tim had passed away in wow. 2018. That breaks my heart. I am so, so, so sorry you had to go through that. I know it's really crazy for me to say, but I feel like for so long, it was so painful to watch somebody that you love, that you know that's the love of your life, that you care so much about, like, watch them suffer and battle with life. Yeah. Like, go through, like, their own stuff. Mm -hmm. I felt almost a sense of... Like, obviously, I was in shock when I got the phone call. Of course. But a sense of relief. Because it was almost like, okay, obviously, it was, like, heartbreaking. And you deal with those battles of, like, why, why, why? But there was a big part of me that is, like... Relief. Like, he's finally not suffering anymore. And I can, like, go on in my life now... As traumatic as like that Porsche, those mm-hmm, five years mm-hmm. of my life were, I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful that he's not only made an impact on, on billions of people in this world who I am today, like mentally, like spiritually, like how I look at life, how I deal with relationships, how I can help other people. Right. Now Tim's father started a foundation called the Tim Bergling Foundation. And it's targeted towards, you know, young people with mental health and how social media can have such a big impact. Right. And Tim got super famous young, right? 16. And this is when kind of Twitter and Instagram became a thing, became a thing you know, mm-hmm. when he was around that age and he was starting to travel. And, you know, they were like making fun of him and saying mean things to him. And I remember him pointing it out to me and I like, I can truly honestly say that those things like stuck with him and probably carried on with him from the moment that he passed away, which is why people really don't truly understand when they hide behind a computer screen. And if they say something to the wrong person, what the effect that it can have. You know, I sound and feel like a broken record talking about it, but it's gotten so bad. Raquel, thank you so, 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 so much for sharing. And everyone should check out the Tim Bergling Foundation. I know I will. Thank you for sharing your story, Raquel. I think it's going to help a lot of people. Of course. I always want to take things and turn it into a positive because you can really, truly take these types of traumatic situations and really continue to live a very good life for yourself and not let it ruin your life. Yes, and you're living the best life. Which, by the way, Raquel, you just (laughs) up and moved to Miami. I did. I was in L.A. for, I moved to L.A. in 2011 for school. And I stayed there and I started my blog when I was, I actually started my blog when I was with Tim. Mm -hmm. I started my own website because I was bored (laughs) when I was traveling with him. So I started like a fashion blog because I wasn't really sure what I was going to do after school. And I was on the road with him. And after we broke up was I put my 
my whole energy and my whole everything into this blog and like my work. So I really started this fashion thing after we broke up and I didn't ride off of his fame or his like, like nobody even knew that I dated him in the fashion industry or I kept it completely separate and I built my own brand and I built my own thing myself. Well, I mean, your Raquel's fashion sense is insane. So Raquel, tell them your Instagram and then your new swimwear brand. Oh, yeah. Let's start with Instagram. My Instagram is Raquel Natasha. I am launching my own swimwear line finally right now. Um, It's going to be launching in the next couple weeks. It's called Natasha Swim. Natasha Swim. And I'm Sophia's going to have the whole line on her. I'm going to wear yeah, it yeah, only. I mean, I've seen you wear it and oh, it fits like a glove. Oh, so it is amazing. Yeah, you'll love it. Raquel, I love you so much. Thank you. Sleuths, thank you so much for tuning in. If you are someone you know needs help, help is available. Speak with someone today at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It's available 24 hours Dial the number 800-273-8255.